everybody welcome to another edition hello gary hello gene hello lala how are you doing I'm hello good. alexander i love you 
Hello, Lost Frequency Podcast. And Ashley, welcome back. Nice to see you, Ashley. Another round. So how's everybody doing this evening? So what do we got Intel tonight? We have shadow people, which I have experienced twice in my life. So shadow I'm very interested. <laughs> hey, Lon. Welcome, Lon. Welcome, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm glad everybody is alive and doing well. So, yes. Liana and Cynthia Newsom, welcome back. Don't forget, Cynthia, put your beacon out. Shine. Let that light shine. But, yes, I will not forget you. So, we got a lot of people tonight, don't we? Yeah, we do. And pictures. So, this is going to be good. Oh, we, we. I see I speak French. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You all start bringing them in. Welcome, Kathy. Michael, Christopher, Rye, and Arthur Phillip. Nice to have everybody. Let's blow them up a little bit. There we go. Scoot over. Okay. How's everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. Thanks Good. for having me. Doing great. All right, let's go around and introduce yourselves and promote anything you're books or anything you're doing ladies first and we'll go around yeah, absolutely uh, thank you lala and chris uh kathy cogliano i'm here in plymouth massachusetts i am a writer for uh phenomena magazine i also write for um outer limits magazine both uk uh digital based magazines i'm a lifelong experiencer so starting as a kid, as early as six, had my first um, paranormal experience. And at about 10, I had my first UFO experience. I'm a contactee. Um, so yeah, I kind of run the gambit of all of the whole wheelhouse here. So uh, it's nice to meet everybody. It's an honor to be here with you all. Oh, Thank absolutely. You so yes. Ready? And action. Go ahead. Whoever wants to go can go. <laughs> I'm like, who's next? I, I, I thought we're going to go in order. Yeah, I thought we're going to go like in a clockwise kind of order or something like that. From oh, like top to bottom. Oh, so okay. I guess that makes me next. All right. So I am Michael Koff <laughs> out of Texas. I'm a paranormal investigator and podcast vodcaster. Now, I'm the host of The Energy That Surrounds Us. And I am the host of Tetsu, Riding Through the Unknown, and also the host of Paranormal Verses. And the joy of those shows is the energy that surrounds us actually will be airing right after this one. So I unfortunately will be checking out a little early because I got to do setup for it. My show's at 9 o'clock uh, Central Time. Yeah. Writing through the unknown is disclosure and esoterics, so I get the joy of doing that on Wednesdays, three times a month now. Ooh. And Paranormal Versus is the UK versus US in the paranormal field, which Lala was on, yep, and Kathy was on. <laughs> And that is a lot of fun. And so that keeps me busy. Yeah. And I grew up with shadow people and my first paranormal experience at two. I've seen apparitions, 
I've heard disembodied voices, so pretty much almost experienced it all. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, Christopher? Yes, I'm Chris Harmon from Illinois. I'm a paranormal investigator with our group Something Wicked. I'm also a UFO field investigator, abduction counselor, psychic viewer, and healer. And I've seen everything from UFOs to shadow people to just endless. Wow. Thank you. And I'd like to say hi, like to, say hi to my friend Rachel who's watching. And uh, thanks to everybody for letting me come on again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice to have you again, Christopher. And Rye. All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Rye. I'm a co-host. I'm half of the podcast of the Lost Frequency podcast, um, where we delve into everything paranormal, mysterious, unexplained, cryptids, UFOs, abductions, and everything else kind of that you just, that's just strange. Um, I'm, I've moved to Mexico, so I'm living here in Mexico, and I always record on my rooftop, and it's it's fantastic here. And I've Nice. I've had a ton of experiences with uh, the paranormal. Um, personally, I've had a couple UFO experiences as well and some other things that are just kind of unexplained. So I'm going to bring that to the table here. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. And author Philip. Hi. So I'm the host of Horsefly Chronicles Radio. I'm also the owner of the infamous haunted Horsefly Chronicles home in eastern Pennsylvania. And... Ghost the real. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So what's interesting, right out of the gate, ladies and gentlemen, Cynthia Newton says, my question is, how do you know if it's a ghost or shadow people? What is the difference? That's a good question. What's your all's take on that? I mean, I personally, they're always... It's, it's strictly just a shadow. It's black. It's, it's the outline of a human. And they either slide across the wall or they kind of slide over top. That's what I've experienced. They slide around. Um, <clears throat> ghosts are, they have more light to them or more um, personality feeling to them. These, I've, I've never really had too much feeling with these. Maybe a little fear, but. That's just my experience. Yeah, I would have to uh, second that on the fear part. Um, definitely, you know, I'm not saying that ghost entities aren't going to give you that fear as well, but uh, shadow people or shadow beings, because I don't like to call them people because they're usually not originally a person, mm -hmm. um, are full of fear. And that's what they want from you. Mm -hmm. I can personally answer that. Uh, a shadow person is going to have more of a... Uh, in some cases, more of a negative feeling. You're, you're going to feel more like a, a coldness or maybe maybe like a, a sense of anger, whereas mm -hmm. a, a spirit or a ghost is going to have more of a calmness, and, and you're going to you're going to see more of like 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 Lala was saying, more of a light, more of a brightness, and more of a, a calming in some cases. Mm -hmm. For me, I've noticed that shadow people like to always be out of the corner of the eye, and when you look at them, they tend to quickly disappear yeah like they don't want to be seen where mm -hmm. ghosts and spirits they want to be seen so they're going to hang around and uh interact shadow people not so much yeah <clears throat> cassie 
You know, it's funny. My experience with the shadow people, uh, unusual, and that it was a multi-group of Native American shadow people. Um, and, you know, and then I also communicate with spirit. And I, you know, for me, the shadow people of obviously more of a flat mm -hmm. um, presence. Um, of course, they can be malevolent. Um, my experience was that they were very um, benevolent. They were there protecting the farm and the house. Um, and the owners had seen the shadow people as well and never had a, a sense of fear in seeing these shadow people. Um, but, um, and with spirit, you know, I see it more as their 3D. Um, mm -hmm. So I can usually see them 3D. Um, and then there is more of a presence to them. You know, they have more of a personality will come through uh, that you can usually pick up on. Um, unlike the shadow people, but yeah, my experience was unique in that it was a whole group. It was pretty cool. Author Philip. I think everyone here so far is right. Cause <laughs> I see these things once in a while and everyone on this platform, I agree with, um, it's, um, it's really hard to decipher sometimes between a ghost and these shadow people, but I do know this verbatim. After having 52 paranormal teams from around the world come to my home, what we have learned is that these shadow people are intelligent beings. Mm -hmm. Very intelligent. They will blow your mind with some of the things I have seen them do. And it seems that if, there, if there's enough energy in a room and intent, these things come through in a way where not only do your electronics get manipulated, but you do as well. Now, I, I was always told that shadow people have never been human. Is that what you all think? Yep, I, I totally agree. And the ones that are human perhaps uh, try to manipulate and make themselves look like shadow persons to get that fear out of people and, and get that. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't believe that they are human at all. The, the real ones, they are some sort of entity that has never manifested into physical form. Uh, like as in like a being of sorts um that's why they say it's the shadow um the shadow realm or the shadow beings mm -hmm. yeah i the first time i saw one was actually my parents had a house built on um a battleground land it was indian land actually and i was in the basement where my room was because i was a cool teenager you know and all of a sudden i saw the brightest little light on the wall and it got really long up and down and a shadow person slid out of it and his face was sideways but his body was front ways and he slid into the darker the darker room and i was just frozen i couldn't move <laughs> but i noticed it didn't like any male friends that i would bring over no matter if i liked the person or not like romantically it didn't like any of the male friends it was really strange i moved out eventually yeah but it was was weird. it romantically i mean i don't know the <laughs> <laughs> way you, you toss that in i had to ask <laughs> i don't remember and the blushy cheeks that are coming from that i know right <laughs> romantically i'm innocent okay so well, i mean some entities do not like the opposite sex. I'm sorry. So, but Crystal's right. You know, some children 
are traumatized by these entities and they do block out these things as they get older they don't remember or they start to relapse and they start to remember tidbits of these problems or whatever they you know had of these innocent i can't even talk you got me <laughs> laughing inside but anyways you know what i'm trying to say well the there first we uh first shadow figure i ever saw i was just, of course a lot younger and uh I don't remember exactly what age, but uh, I was in the basement and I was playing, actually playing an arcade machine. And this this shadow person, dark black, tall, just walked right through the uh, wall, just right through the wall in the corner of my eye. And I wasn't scared; I was more fascinated, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I would. Where'd my holy water go? See, now you got me nervous. <laughs> All right, I got it. I usually have it right here in front of me, Christopher. So what's interesting Love too it. about shadow people is I was at a haunted bridge near my house, like 45 minutes up the road, mm-hmm. and people would fire a gun into the air to spook and try and get the spirits, you know, attention and to communicate. Well, I'm talking with two teammates at the time. And somebody fired a gun into the air, which I do not recommend. I'm just putting that out there because you never know where that bullet's going to land. But a shadow actually ran right through me away from that gun shot. Wow. We were like, (laughs) and my teammates looked at me and they're like, did you? And we were like, yeah, a spirit black mass just ran right through us trying to get away from it it's crazy crazy. that is crazy now i have silver bullets with holy water so i'm prepared so i don't know what the hell y'all was shooting that night but it must have been something (laughs) but wait a minute don't silver bullets only work on werewolves hey i'm just just in cover all your bases cover all your bases i have seen stuff in that woods that you will not believe exists i'm sorry (laughs) ladies and gentlemen so and i got pictures to prove it so yeah absolutely philip you have experienced a lot of shadow beings in your home can you say some things that you've witnessed or your family has witnessed Sure. In fact, I'm in the room right now where the first paranormal team in 2013 caught the shadow person. So I'm in that actual room. I can say this, what I know, you know, everybody may may have a different opinion on this, but from my knowledge of what I have learned is that holy water, crosses, crucifixes, religion does not affect these things in this particular home. Hmm. Where, if it's something that's like a negative entity um, that they're trying to remove, there's some kind of retaliation, but the shadow people, boy, you know, um, religious artifacts do not do anything to these. They don't change anything. They don't change the dynamics of what these things are trying to do. And what I did observe and learn is that they're watching us like we're trying to observe them. And it usually comes out around two hours into an investigation where everybody's hyped and they're trying to get something. And all of a sudden you start to see one, then two, then three. And you're like, you think it's your eyes or the bulbs flickering or an optical illusion or a matrix in with the eyes. 
But then on the equipment comes these responses um, that they're picking up. Um, you're watching me. We know everything about you. And it, it could be chilling. Oh, uh, we had a seasoned parallel investigator here years ago, David Spinks, and I'll never forget this. The shadow person comes through and texts him on his phone when he's sitting in my basement and says, tell the other person to get off their phone now. And meanwhile, the other person in the house was on the phone and the shadow person knew it. They weren't in the basement. Oh. Every one of y'all would have been wet from my holy water. <laughs> yeah. Would have been showering you know, that. Know, holy water holy religion, in, in this particular case, I know that we all look to religion, religion, religion. And again, I don't disrespect religion. Religion does work in some cases. From my knowledge, again, this is just my knowledge of my case, what we're dealing with here, it doesn't even make a difference. It, I believe that these things are cross-dimensional beings. Somehow they're observing us like we observe them and they come out with our highest of interest of intent where they try to, you'll see them at the core of the eye um, and then all of a sudden the electronics in the house go haywire. And then some of us can be manipulated by them because we don't know what they are. We, we can only give words and we see them as shadows. But what if there was some kind of a magnetic um, optical lens that we can see what they really are? Right. It's kind of like that movie 13 Ghost, where unless they wore those, um, those specific eyeglasses, they didn't see what these things really were. And it kind of it brings me back to like, what, what are they really? Um, what are we actually talking to? But I do know that they're a higher intelligence and they're way ahead of us. Well, allegedly, the U.S. government, before green IR, night vision goggles, was red. And they had to discontinued using the red night vision goggles because the military, the infantrymen were allegedly seeing demons and they were freaking out because oh they were ultimately seeing into another dimension that was not visible to the human naked eye. So they had to discontinue that, take it off the market. Did you all know about that? Uh -uh. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yes, they were actually saying that they were seeing demons, ghosts, and they were freaking out. So they literally had to take them off the market. And a lot of people don't know about this. I had no idea. Yes. That's scary. That, <laughs> oh, my God. That, that, I actually had a uh, Sony uh, cam camcorder uh, way back when that had night vision. And, of mm -hmm. course, they don't even use that particular feature. It, it had infrared and all that on it, and it, they don't use that no more. You could see a lot of stuff. You go out at night, turn that on, walk around the forest, and you see all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. I, I hadn't heard that, but talking about the military and what they've seen, and I, when you would see the pictures of them in Iraq and how they had their guns always pointed up, I was told that's because they were aiming for the head of the giants over there. It wasn't that they were just relaxed and, you know, Walking around is like, no, they had their guns up in case a giant came up, they could drop it. Well, in oh. 2002, they did encounter the giant in Afghanistan because mm -hmm. they did have to sign uh, NDAs, disclosures, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Which some of the soldiers uh, commit suicide because they could not live with the reality what they encountered. And 
I think there were 37 that were killed uh, before they took the giant out. So the story's out there. Uh, you know, of course, the ones that came out, uh, the government discredited them and said they were Looney Tunes and everything else and tried to destroy their military career and said they weren't over there. But you know how that works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. that's an interesting story. Did yeah, that, that's heard uh, about the, that one thing. The, the, the thing to see on the other side, too, there's those glasses that are illegal in, uh, I think they're, I'm trying to remember that it's di, uh, diacyanin uh, lenses. Um, and th- that is very similar to long, along the line of that infrared that you were talking about, uh, where you can see on the uh, see through the veil, more or less, is what it is. And those are illegal in, in, the, in the U.S. and Canada. Wow. Interesting. I want a pair. Wow. Uh, me too. <laughs> Interesting. Now, have you, any of you, I know you can speak to beings and you get visited. Have you ever gotten messages? Any of you gotten messages from these shadow people at all? Or dreams with messages? Uh, don't get me started with dreams. Uh, that's a whole, we could have a whole episode and a whole series on that with me. But uh, um, I haven't, I never got a message from one, but the one experience I had was pretty, uh, uh, pretty intense, actually, uh, for like a 18 year old uh, young man, I guess you could say. What happened? Okay, so. Okay, I'll I'll start this uh, start the ball rolling here. So I was, and of course I'm not writing down at that age. I was never writing down these experiences that I had. So I, I was around the age of 18 years old. Um, I had come home. I was out with some friends, and I have to make sure I always say this. I wasn't drinking or partying or anything like that. Um, I had come home, and uh, I remember standing outside and seeing the northern lights. They were just amazing that night. Not that it ties in with the story, but it was just I remember that specifically. Um, I had to be up early in the morning for uh, for work, so so I went to bed, and I went to. It was late, and I. I do the thing that, you know, most young adults or teenagers do. You're watching the clock and you think, well, if I fall asleep right now, I'm going to have, you know, seven hours and 43 minutes of sleep. And, and of course, if you're doing that, you're not falling asleep because you're just more concerned about how much time you're going to have to sleep, but you're not actually falling asleep. So I was tossing and turning. And I want to make this note as well. I was awake. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, no, that was sleep paralysis. No, no, no. I was awake, tossing and turning, w- watching the clock. I then finally, I just was just like, I rolled onto my back and I'm like, I can't sleep. And I look up and floating above me about three feet above me. um, I could see a head, uh, the the shoulders and the torso of this. um, uh Oh, sorry. It just kind of froze up on me there. Is everyone still there? Yeah, yeah we're here. We can hear you. okay, yeah. okay, perfect, perfect. It, it just my camera's frozen, um, so I could see all this, and then a sorry, I'm, I'm off, I'm off on this one now. So yeah, so I could see the head, the shoulders, and the torso. I could see where the, the arms were kind of coming down. When it got around the waist area, it went, um, it went into like a smoky, a, a, like a whitish smoky, which every but everything else on this. uh Oh, I'm gonna have to switch cameras. Sorry, is my camera messing up on me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. one second switching right now. Yeah, when I saw the shadow person, I saw from the head to the belly button and nothing below it. So 
Yeah, that, that was exactly for me as well. Um, I'm just going to switch this here. So, yes, yeah, so, so that is exactly what I had as well, was just the, the head and that, uh, the shoulders and around the waist, it just went into nothing. Now, mm-hmm. it was blacker than black, and it was, it just like sucked the light into it. Now, now that's all fine and dandy. This was a shadow person. Now it goes on to the, the next thing that, you know, I'm sitting there staring at almost face to face. I couldn't see any noticeable features except for the eyes. Now the eyes were glowing red, not like shooting out light, but mm-hmm. they were glowing red. And it wasn't the whole eye. It was more of like the, the pupil cornea kind of area of, of, of this. And mm-hmm. I laid there and, and, in fear and people are like and this is where people are like oh this was like a a sleep paralysis because you couldn't move no 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 i couldn't move because i was terrified mm-hmm. you know it's like the fight flight or or freeze well i was in freeze mm-hmm. i laid there for i'm gonna assume about five to ten seconds gone mm-hmm. now at that point i did not move anymore because of course i'm terrified i'm not moving <clears throat> i'm just stuck in this position because I don't want to move because this thing is possibly still out there. And the next thing I remember was waking up uh, in the morning when my alarm going off for work. And, and that was my shadow person, shadow being experience. Um, yes. Yeah. Same here. I fell asleep right after, which is weird. So. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I find that very weird. It was like, yeah, I, I don't know how long I laid there for. All I remember was waking up next. And it's and some people are like, well, was there lost time? I'm like, I don't know. I just was literally waking up from my alarm clock. And did I tell anybody after that? No. And, you know, that was about like uh, 25, 30 years ago. I'm not telling anybody because no one's no one's going to hear this. No one's going to believe right. me. Right. Interesting. Actually, we have pictures from some of you guys that I'd like everybody to see. They're pretty creepy in an interesting way. Awesome. All right. Let me spool those up, ladies and gentlemen, here. Stand by. I think some of those are from me, so let's see here. And Philip, too. I think that's it. Sorry. Let's see. They were in the group chat, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's been fun, but I have to go mm-hmm. prep for my show coming up. Season Thank premiere. Coming on. All right. Bye, How does everybody get a hold of you, Michael? Um, you can find me via my email, which is Michael M I C H E A L dot cough at gmail dot com. Or I will send you my brand new website that I have and you can also find me on YouTube and yeah pretty much YouTube and Rumble if you have it yeah everybody goes to Rumble but the website I sent you in the private chat it is that has links to everything to find me okay great appreciate Thank it Mike. much Thank you for having me on. Thank you, kind sir. You have a good night. Thank Bye, you. Bye, Michael. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. See you. Nice to meet you, Michael. All right. I got a picture up. Who's this picture belong to? Oh, that's me, Philip. 
Okay. So that's the basement of the horsefly goes home. That was actually in 2013. Something was running down the stairs and a paranormal team uh, was taking pictures. And so what they got was this whirlwind of darkness in that one spot with two, two, three orbs coming out of it. Wow. Interesting. They're bright. Yeah, those are really bright. You know, they're yeah, not they uh, usually a dust orb is kind of like this uh, yeah. grayish kind of thing. But those are and, and they're not a uh, a lens flare because there's no direct light source as well. Correct. Which is something, right. Yeah. All Interesting. Right. And this one. Oh, that's me, Philip, as well. That's the Horsefly Chronicles home. That was taken by Paranormal Challenge back in 2019 on an SLS um, coming down the stairs as well. And it looks like a figure of a person. Um, and then other pictures, I'm not sure what's technically turn into a shadow. I see that one right off. Oh, wow. Huh. And that's for me as well. <laughs> Um, these things are interdimensional beings. Uh, this was taken upstairs balcony of the Horsefly Chronicles home by a paranormal team 2015. In one picture that I sent you, it could be a boy or a girl. Another picture, this thing has four legs. And another picture in the same exact spot, it's just the shadow of a, of a person. That looks like a sorry. That one back there. It looked like a toddler almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah with almost like a, a onesie on, yeah. with longer hair, like a three-year-old or something like that. That's mm -hmm. that's creepy. Mm -hmm. It has four legs too, in other pictures. Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> Is that an? That orb? was taken on home surveillance. That's an orb going through the dining room, and what we have learned. Actually, that was the night that Paranormal Challenge was here. Um, that thing is what turned into, so there was a lot of people here throughout the entire home. That thing is what turned into that twisted shadow in the basement, which turned into the separate orbs. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, that's somebody, something peeping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's scary. That's something now I see why? all. The, I see that all the and time. Why is a mirror always on this the floor? That is one of these beings looking through the mirror. If you, I don't know if you could pull that closer or not, but um, that still gives me the chills. That one there. Why do people always have mirrors on the floor? I never do understand that. <laughs> <laughs> For them to peep into the beings. I don't know. Yes. 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 Oh, wow. I caught that right off. Oh, wow. Is that Pennywise? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> I am so good. So I got that picture that here. Flip me out. In this picture, that's Vanessa Hoggle, paranormal investigator. And that is the same room which is the room that i've been the room was just changed around this thing can manifest into anything and it looks like a head wow it looks like an old man it's, yeah like a vampire old man 
That's crazy. Anybody ever get scratched in there? Or touched? Yeah. Yeah. So what I can tell the world is that these things are real. And that's just an outline of the black mist. There wasn't that good of a picture there of the shadow person actually before it changes form. So here's what we know that we have learned. Again, no, we're not experts. You know, um, they can change form. They work off of our, what, our thoughts. So you don't have to speak. It's what you think. And you can manifest your thoughts into kind of like, let me see you. If you're at the right location at the right time, these things can um, appear in something you may understand or you may not understand. And then what we also have learned is that some people are affected by these things. And we do know that paranormal equipment as well usually goes dead quickly. That's not my picture. That's the next team. Yes, this picture is mine. I won't give out location details due to privacy reasons, but that was a uh, shadow that came across the wall, and I was able to take a uh, capture on one of the photos as it was just making its exit. Wow. Interesting. I see that. Nice catch. That's big. Oh, I see that and one. There there's another photo of this, again, uh, same location. Uh, I won't get, say where, but uh, you can see almost see the head and, and the arms and neck of it. Oh, wow. Mm. And this wow. is a, actually a spirit. You can see the eyes and nose. And if you look at the very tail end of it, almost see like five fingers. Oh, my God. If you can find a better photo of a, of a spirit or anything than that, I'd like to see it because I think that pretty much tops it. That's amazing. What happened? Or oh, at the end of that one, that's oh, fine. Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> All right, who's is this one? Oh, that's me. That's the Horsefly Chronicles home. There it is verbatim. Um, that's <laughs> the... The shadow man coming down the stairs. Investigation cool. team caught that one back in 2015. I like that. I want to say this. Don't take these things too lightly because they don't play games. Um, and yet religion doesn't affect them. These things, um, it's kind of like they have... Um, they have feelings in their own way. It's hard to explain, but if you like antagonize these things, they come after you. And then we, we use, that's, that's another picture of the shot of this thing coming down the stairs. Um, sometimes I just wonder, you know, what they are. I'm not afraid no more because I don't I, look, if they wanted me out, I'd be dead a long time ago. I think that some places around the earth, there are interdimensional beings and we live on a ley line, my home. So it's like the perfect conduit. Hmm. They're observing us like we're observing them. We're just the ant. And these things are far intelligence saying, oh, okay, there's you. Um, we've asked that, you know, one of the questions, Lal, I think you might have asked, have you got any intelligent responses hmm. from these things? Yes. And and the response on one of these, these shadow things were where 
somehow in their own terms, they explain that we're in a parallel. You may not see us, but we see you because we're parallel, they explained. And, and that goes to the theory is, is it a parallel universe where somehow that cross-dimensional of intent can bring them to our world or we're actually slipping into their, their world and we don't even realize it? Because wow. you think you're in your own dwelling. But is it possible that that veil opens up into their side and we're trying to observe them in such a way? Um, don't be afraid. I'll tell everyone to never show fear to anything. I don't care if the devil shows. Never show fear. Never show nervousness. You should always show that you are the one that is empowered. You are the one. No matter what your belief is, no matter what you follow, you are the one that is in charge. Exactly. If you're not careful, you can get sucked in. If you let your guard down, let, let your fear show, you're, you're going you're gonna to be taken in. They Give them what they want, more or less, because they, they feed off of fear. They grow and strength. How's, Kathy, were you going to say something? Well, you know, I was, I was just, I, I'm, I'd welcome all of your thoughts. Um, my experience was so interesting. So uh, it happened in, um, at a farm in Tennessee in the uh, Smoky Mountains, beautiful farm. And it was on, you know, uh, Native American land originally. It had some uh, original Native American um, paths, you know, on the property. So I was drawn to just go out and check out the, uh, you know, the the um, pathways and things in the woods. And I had two other guys come with me, and we're well deep into the woods. And then all of a sudden, I could hear these sounds like clicking noises, like whistles and clicking noises. And I thought, huh. And I turned around to the guys and I said, do you guys hear this? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And then as soon as I asked them that question, this entire, there had to have been eight to 10 of them, Native Americans, males, running through the woods on this pathway that I'm standing on to the point that I had to step off the pathway, back away, and they came running past me and to the, I could feel the the breeze of them, the you know, as they came by. And then I, I asked, them, I'm like, you guys aren't seeing this. They're like, no, we're, we're not seeing any of it. So it was funny that it, it started out in the woods, the connection with the Native Americans and the land. And so we walked back up into the house. And by the point in time we got in the house, it was dinner hour. So the couple that owned the farm put out this gorgeous big spread. So a whole group of us were standing in their house, open floor, you know, um, concept. And I'm standing there and next to me was a gal. Uh, her name was Loretta. And she also can see and communicate to spirit. And as I'm looking straight ahead against a wall that had no windows and it was, you know, still kind of daylight. So there wasn't a lighting effect that would create shadows per se. Mm -hmm. And as I stood there, I started to see the shadow people appear. And they were very pronounced. There was an entire group of them. There had to have been easily 15 different people. And you could see each individual shape. And they're in a whole group. And you could tell some of them had like blankets wrapped around them just by their their the way they were holding themselves. And so as I'm standing there watching this unfold, and they're moving. They're up. I mean, they're moving like a crowd would move, but as shadows. Mm -hmm. And I turned to Loretta and I said, are you seeing what I'm seeing. And she looked at me and she said, yeah. 
So that validated what I was looking at, that I wasn't crazy um, and that she was seeing it as well. But we never got, we didn't pick up on anything, um, you know, malicious or evil or they were just there. It was almost like they were joining the party. And then I, at the end, you know, went over to the owners and um, I told them what we saw. And they said, oh, my God, we have been seeing the shadow people throughout the house. And it really was scaring them. And, you know, both of us concurred to them that, you know, we weren't picking up that this was any type of evil thing. My sense as an intuitive, I felt they were there just to observe and protect the property. You know, obviously the property is just surrounded by all kinds of activity with the Native American spirits. So, um, but it was interesting to see them as a group and they were moving, they were walking through the house. It was really cool. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so many of them also. Yeah, yeah, whole gang of them. <laughs> the, the one at my parents' house, it was, I think, one I, I only saw one but i know since uh, it always tried to make me either depressed or angry or scared and i remember one time i had a cat named farley because i had a crush on chris farley whatever anyway <laughs> so <laughs> chris far i mean farley was super smart cat but all of a sudden he started playing with something that wasn't there and then he ran and rammed his head into a metal pole and he passed out. And that he would have never done something like that. Okay. And I remember saying, don't mess with my cat, mess with me. And I made a mistake in doing that because, I mean, I would get overly depressed. That It wasn't even myself kind of depressed. And it, weird things would happen. Things would move. It was just crazy. So that was my experience with it. With the first one, the second one wasn't as scary. It just flew over top of me. That's all. But that was like what Philip said, because they do try to invoke certain feelings from you to get a certain energy, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, they also can feed off your fears as well. Mm -hmm. right. That's true. And that's one thing a lot of people don't understand. And it says, in, it not going to biblical reference, but let's just bring that up right in the bible it states 365 times fear me not or fear not mm -hmm. uh there's a reference just for that and i think philip said that earlier you know don't let the fear do not fear right uh and a lot of people don't understand <clears throat> like when i do dowsing or whatnot you know i i do certain things to cleanse myself and pure white light and say my prayers whatnot mm -hmm. but how good is your face you know, because that's one thing that they will attack. And how strong is it? Uh, because that's one thing evil will attack. And they will try you on that. So, and that's just throwing that out there. And and when they find your weakness in that armor, in which they talk about that a lot, they will tick that away or pick at that until they find that weakness and they will feed on that. And we see that in movies and documentaries and in stories and without throughout the Bible and so forth. And in the horror movies, you know, depict that very well, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So what, do you what's guys, your all take? Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Well, I, I, in movies, they did, I, I think it's kind of like a soft disclosure. They tell you this in all movies, even in kids' movies. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was one where they're harvesting fear from children, and it's a kids' movie. So it, it's, it's right there <laughs> for you. It, it's, yep. 
it's there. That's well, true. The, the, one, the one thing I do, because of course I'm a paranormal investigator, and we go into our locations to film and do our shows, and I always walk in with a very strong uh, level of positivity and, and a vision like a white light over myself, because negative cannot feed off of positive. Or, I mean, yeah, negative cannot feed off a of positive. And the more positive you have on you, the, the less power it's going to have over you or, for that matter, in the environment. Well, you're absolutely right. And I read the other day in a scientific or scientific medical journey that they have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that fear and anger, right, causes cancer. And what's the old saying? Do not go to bed angry. mad or yeah. anger with somebody. And they have proven that. And I tell that to people all the time. It's not worth it, right? And people still do it to this day. And it goes to show that how people vibe, vibrations, frequencies, right? We mm -hmm. know there's up to 13 dimensions and we can only see in three. And we talk, and I don't have every level broke down. I don't have a cheat sheet, but we know scientifically there's up to 13. So just like, you know, Philip talked about and uh, Raya, how we can see, not seeing these other dimensions that parallel us. That is a possibility. So, yes, I do believe in that. I really do. Yeah, like I, I, I believe it's kind of very similar to like a Russian nesting doll, you know, where they're one on top of the other. It's not like we're way out here, way out there. No, no, it's right on top of one another. And it just, like you said, we just can't see. We can only see in three dimensions, you know. How many of the, how much of the light spectrum can we actually see? And what are we not seeing? You know, when they put on that infrared, you know, they opened up a whole new doorway and they were able to see things that, uh, well, we haven't been able to see for quite some time. Right, right. That is correct. Absolutely. Chris, you do remote viewing. Have you ever bumped into one of them while you were doing that? Um, d d during remote viewing, I have bumped into a few um, similar uh uh, creatures i can't say for a fact that they were shadow people or not because i w w once i come in contact with something negative i immediately stop and 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 go back and kind of take that away because mm -hmm. once because if i get to adapt to it or figure out more about it and i'm more or less inviting that in so i try to keep my distance from it yeah that's true i did do a case once i will say that uh you guys were talking about native american or there was a I won't say the homeowner's name or anything, but she had a Native American in, in her bedroom that was stared that would stare at her at night. Well, it, well, he wasn't actually there. It was his energy was so strong because he was like you would watch over his land at night. He was so strong, his energy. He would stand there in, in the corner of the room like this, and at night she could see his energy. She, she could see the outline of him, and it scared her. But I was able to make contact with him, or make, or I was able to figure that out, figure out who he was through remote viewing because I did a session. Well, what happened? Did he go away? I did the session and I was able to figure out that he was, his tribe was like called the Watchers and he was like the chief. He would watch over the land at night. He was standing there like this. And and it was just the energy. He wasn't actually there, but the energy from his mark where he stood at night was so strong. And I was able to kind of help that energy kind of disintegrate. And I was able to calm her down because I was able to tell her that it's just the energy that is not really hurting. And he was actually a good Native American. He was there to protect the land. She had nothing to fear. That's nice. Yeah. So I'll share. Oh, sorry. Right. Just quick side note. It seems to have this whole Native American theme going on here tonight. 
I um I live on sacred Wampanoag land here in Plymouth. Wow. And they often uh, come, you know, as I'm out walking the dog and she sees them as well. And they'll come in the woods and they'll follow me and I can see them. Um, I've been out there with her. In fact, one of the original Native American trails is right next to my home. So we'll walk down there and usually always have an experience. One of the best ones was a group of women and children walking down to the ocean. I'm not too far from the ocean carrying big baskets. They were singing. Uh, the dog's going crazy because she could see them. And um, so I have a lot of um, activity around me here um, now, on this now, land. Kathy, how tall are they when you see these Indians? They they were average size, you know, the ones, you know, the men that I've seen, um, they've actually followed me through the woods going from tree to tree to tree. And what's interesting, um, they're faces were painted up like this black and then they were no shirt just like a you know loincloth kind of thing um but <coughs> seemed to me to be kind of average height well for a man you know so taller than me i'm only five three but um not overly tall um but it's yeah i mean i see them on a regular basis um it's it's cool the reason why i ask i'm fascinated with giants in uh -huh. the lore tied back to Indians and their ancestry and the, okay. the giant mounds in yep. the United States and so forth. That's why I asked. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, seem to be somewhat average size, I would say. No giants. Okay. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> uh, Brian Barber says, Phila, how do you feel that religion influences shadow people? Is it a level of vibration or the energy someone emits when they have faith? Well, yeah, I think I, I went through that a little bit earlier is that from my knowledge, religion doesn't have an effect on these things. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say this. I want to say this. We all look at what we've learned through schools and societies and culturism and religion and what we want to believe in and it's over 200 religions if not more around the world and everyone has the right religion but when you live in a haunted house you learn the more about yourself and what we have going on in the physical realm you learn that a lot of stuff that you were taught and again i'm not disrespecting anything is not what you think it is you're taught by control of what you should believe not what the truth is because the fact is if that the government was really open and honest they would say well in CERN this is what we found when we started that kaleidoscope right. they haven't told us anything in fact I'm, I'm seeing a lot of weather changes and patterns and now that this Mandela effect is getting even crazier because a lot of us are remembering things that were one way and others say no it was never that way and I for one will stick by the fruit of the loom logo with the cornucopia on it and some, some people say never did exist other people would argue that it did exist at one time there are so many things that are happening within the last five years that are unexplainable. Now, in my belief, in my perception of reality, there are different portals, there are different dimensions and times of things that we just can't explain and it's never taught to us. One, the masters may not even know this. In fact, they don't even know how to make a pyramid today where they can lie and say, well, thousands of slaves in Egypt made these pyramids. And then you have people say that's virtually impossible because those stones came from thousands of miles away and it couldn't be done. 
In fact, right. could it be cut symmetrical and aligned with the stars? So there are so many things that we don't know. But what one of these things, at the age of 14, these shadow people have told me verbatim. Now, before I tell you what exactly what was told to me, if you can raise your hand quickly, how many people have had an alien encounter? I'm one. Mm -hmm. Alien, UFOs, alien, any kind of abduction or anything. Oh, yeah. okay. Has anyone UFOs, yes. more alive than you did? Mm -hmm. no, okay. Okay. So we all have something in common here. And the reason I bring that up is because in Staten Island, New York, in the age of 14 years old, on a beautiful summer day, and I will never forget this, I was, my friends were all playing in the street, having a good time, beautiful day out. I was stopped in the middle of the street by my brain. Something stopped me. And this is what they told me. This was an intelligent voice, and this was the same intelligent voice that we get through recordings in our home. Philip, are you having a good time in your life? And somehow through my mind, through a form of telepathy, I suggest that it says good. Now, cars are trying to pass by. My friends are yelling, Philip, get out of the street, and I couldn't move. The being says, good, because when your life journey is complete, this is where you will wind up start again and I was released hmm. what I have learned from that is that somehow along the lines of life that we think we are in the physical presence of us what this thing was trying to tell me was this is a platform of a life school that we want to endure but somehow we we don't know but they know it's as if you can start over again to get it right the next time that's what this thing was trying to tell me, that you're going to start over again. with this, And, and it's mind-blowing because you'd say, well, how is that possible? The same people, the same family, the same everything, but a, on a different vibrational level. So people ask me, and from my knowledge of talking to these things through some types of equipment, if the earth was not here and it was nuked, would the earth still be here? Would you still be here? You would. And you're going to say that's impossible. What we have learned is that it never existed. You made it exist. Mm -hmm. You made it exist because nothing exists. Therefore, everything exists the way you perceive it. And it goes back to the, um, the Mandela effect. And it goes back to nothing is real only until you make it real. So nothing is solid. Nothing there is actually there. It's only the intent vibration that we put off to make it there. And that's what I have learned. And that's what I teach the world that a lot of people understand that it's hard to grasp, but it's kind of like your perception of reality is what you make it because mm -hmm. you never did exist in the first place. I'm going to add to that, ladies and gentlemen, two things. First one, we know beyond a reasonable doubt that the Vatican has over 53 miles in the vault. We know that if we knew what they had in the vault, it would ruin mankind and history of mankind, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the caveat, let's look at the Sphinx in Egypt. Now, we know the Egyptians are very well masterminds, and they are artisans, right? They, they are very well when they come to the artistic side, and everything they do is very well proportioned. So that statue was 270 feet long, 70 feet tall, 
riddle me this. Why is that head not proportionate to that statue? It's not original. It's supposed to be a lion. Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. When Napoleon found that statue, the only thing was visible was the head because his cannonball blew off the nose. Wow. So the Egyptians did not build that statue. The, the statue was already built. Yeah, it predates the uh, the pyramids. Yeah. yeah. The, the erosion on it, the water erosion on it mm -hmm. also uh, lets you know as well that it's much, much older. I had I a moat around it and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot I, of people cannot fathom that. They're like, you're crazy, Grizzly. I'm like, no, I'm not. You look at all their statues and everything yep. they built. It's it's a masterpiece. And you're telling oh. me you look at that statue, it's got a shrunken head, you're smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they did that. Aren't there tunnels underneath the pyramid and sphinx to uh what is it, inner earth? Well, I don't know. Exactly. You look at the Grand Canyon, they got it sealed off. I mean, what did they find down there? I know what they found, mm -hmm. stuff they don't want us to know that the Egyptians were over here and Mankind, it would write history books. Yep. So yes, I'm not. Yeah, there, you, there is tunnels. Uh, there is tunnels yeah. underneath uh, in, in the uh, the Great Pyramids and whatnot. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say inner Earth, but then again, what is inner Earth? You know, it's a. It's a. I would say we're more of a honeycomb Earth, but um, I believe it was for filling uh, filling it up with uh, water as it was part of a generator. Um, and they, they brought the Nile in there, okay. uh, moving water. Interesting. So Kathy, yes. what were you going to say? Edgar Casey uh, has, you know, oh, he had a great reading where the Hollow Records is actually um, underneath the Sphinx. You access it by the right paw. I've been to Egypt. I've been to the Sphinx. I've been in my point of contact with my alien experience was in the Queen's Chamber of the Great Pyramid. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all about Egypt. Um, for me, a lot of past lifetimes there. So, for me, it was like going home to the motherland. And um, I've written about this. Um, they're big experiences, so they take a lot of time to talk about right here. But I also had a dear friend, God bless her, she's no longer with us, Dr. Carmen Bolter. I don't know if any of you have heard of her or know of her yes. work. Brilliant woman. She actually was able to go into the tunnel system underneath the Sphinx. So she herself wow. had seen this. And mm -hmm. the Nile back in, back in the day came all the way up almost to the paws of the Sphinx. So, and there is an underwater whole system there. And that's so key. So not only do you have the ley lines, you've got the geomagnetic lines, you've got the aquifers and you know, I don't know if any of you have read the Emerald Tablets. That's a mind-blowing whole series of documents that also states and talks about the underground. Uh, it even says Thoth is the god of, of wisdom, uh, wrote the Emerald Tablets. He even has a reference in his writings about he arrived from Atlantis on an on a... a, a, a Rye, you're, you're nodding your head, so I don't, I don't know if you've read the Emerald Tablets. I mean, it's mind-blowing stuff. And that, you know, he arrived via um, his own personal airship that is supposedly underneath the Sphinx. So, I mean, it sounds very fantastical, 
but when you read the documents, um, it's it's pretty believable. And then you've got Casey out there, you know, who's who's also chiming in and seeing things. And and I had a total out of body experience there at the Sphinx. I went back in time. It was like a time slip and crazy. So and and at the time that Sphinx, when I had that experience. The Sphinx was painted. Now, when I had that experience, I didn't see above where the um, dream steel or stone is to see what the head was on the Sphinx. It's wow. like, I wish I could go back in time and go, why didn't you look up? But <laughs> what I did notice was that um, the Sphinx was painted. So it was like the color of a lion. It was this golden, golden colors of, of what a lion's fur is. Um, that's what it was painted. I remember noting that. Um, so next time I go back and I have another experience, I have to make a mental yeah. point. Look up. <laughs> well, Brian Barber just made a, a good point because it's documented. They actually uh, did a spectrograph of car copper in Egypt and it came back from a mine in Michigan. Yep. That was yep. Uh, found an exact match and they could not figure that out. How did the Egyptians get the copper for Michigan? That was mm -hmm. mine. It was ore there. So that threw a wrench in their in their data, right? And also that they say there's 70% of unfounded pyramids over there that they haven't even found yet. That's mm -hmm. covered yep. up by the sand dunes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's just fascinating, right? Yeah. They're doing a lot of the uh, land radar, um, you know, finding all right. of these anomalies under the sand. And uh, yeah, a lot of it is the um, our other pyramids. Yeah. I, yeah. I want I want to say that it's close to like 90 percent here in Mexico or at least in Latin America that it hasn't been discovered, mostly because of um uh, the cost you know it's just, just too much money you know you look out into the jungle whenever you see like hills poking out of the jungle it's not a hill it's most likely a pyramid um yeah. my, my my wife used to work for a company here in um uh, uh, well a canadian company that was working in mexico and they decided to uh <clears throat> they're building pipelines and they knew if they stayed near the river that there was a high probability of finding you know artifacts and, and whatnot so they decided to build over top of a mountain so they get on top of the mountain and what do they find a, a smaller version of machu picchu so it was wow yeah very very cool and i i was like oh i want to go i want to go see this but i i never did get to but uh, they had to bring in the archaeologist archaeologist and you know ma make sure everything was was good when they're going in and around these areas so huh. there's a federal law in the books i can't remember the law uh I can't recite it. Somebody had to, out there in the audience fact check me. But <laughs> any type of mound, you cannot excavate, desecrate, or anything. And the reason why they passed this law is everything is tied back to an Indian tribe and sacred because of the giant bones. Mm -hmm. And they want to cover it up. Uh, the Smithsonian and everything lost all those giant bones back in the early 1900s. And big stink about all that stuff. Uh, but they passed it, and I forgot what year it was passed to protect it because all these farmers were out digging fields in basement foundations and so forth. They were uncovering these bones. They're like, what the hell we do with it? Well, they were taking it into town hall and taking pictures and putting them up in coffins. They're like, look at this, Joe. We got Bob. Look at this. Ten foot, twelve foot. And everybody was taking pictures in the local newspaper with it. 
And what, what did your mom and grandpa do with it? They put it in their basement. And when they passed away, the, they didn't know the grandchildren. They just gave it to the Smithsonian. And the Smithsonian gave them a receipt. And after years, the receipt got tore up or whatnot, got whatever. And they just lost track of it. So, but it's interesting that federal law, because I saw that and I was like, wow, that's interesting. So, and that's why they build around them. In fact, when I worked off duty at, well, it's called Muhammad Ali International Airport here in Louisville. Yep. Uh, they got an Indian barrel mound and they want to expand the airport and the local tribe like, hell no, you ain't going to do it. And Louisville said, screw you, we're building. And they did. They built right around the damn barrel mound and put a damn chain link fence around it. Huh. Now you can Google that on Google Maps and you can see the airport in the barrel mound right there. And the airplanes go right yep. up and down around around it. Huh. And I'm like, damn, were they smart? Yeah, that's true. They didn't touch it. They built. I mean, yeah, I, I, we went out there and we were standing by the planes looking at it. Like, damn, they cut the grass and everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, but they what, did. They built it. Real quick, what do you guys think about the Giants? Do who do you think they are, or where did they come from? Some people think it's Anunnaki, or I've heard that before, but I don't. I don't know. I'm more in the camp of uh, Nephilim. Yes, I was we were thinking about that last week. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm I'm not saying all Nephilim are bad because if you start to do some research, you you know you have like the men of renown, you know, like uh, you know the, the we'll say Hercules, um, uh, Samson, mm -hmm. you know, they 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 competed or like they did these amazing tasks, the amazing things. Not of all of them were bad. Some of them turned to turned out to be good, but of course, some of them were and. And you know, cannibalism was was high on the mark of them all. So, but again, that's my opinion. There's no so someone who can be an expert on this. It's only speculation. Well, right. Well, you got Paul Bunyan. Uh, look at him. Mm -hmm. Look look at uh, Loglop Cave. Uh, was it Arizona or Colorado uh, that they actually found the cave and uh, the remains of those giants that the redhead giants that Indian tribe uh, that had smoked problems them. with them that smoked yeah. them out and killed them. Yep. Uh, they don't know what happened to the skeletons, but they found all those human remains with all the bone that were chopped up and the bone marrow was sucked out and removed. Mm -hmm. But all the big skeletons were gone. What happened with that? But you can drive all the way up to the cave and look at it. All the smoke and fire that was in the cave. So, I mean, what happened? So once again, does the government cover it up? Absolutely. Look at my, Mount St. Helens. Um, there was kill teams that went in and tried to excavate Bigfoot, allegedly, and when it erupted, uh, people saw helicopters with uh, Bigfoot that were deceased being carried away from the scene. Did y'all hear about that? Mm -mm. Yes, yes. Yes, I did. And people were like, man, look at this, Johnny. Go get me a beer. I got to watch this. What is that? <laughs> Hell if I know. It looks like a big monkey. You know, and people thought they were crazy and they were like drinking, watching this, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it really did happen. And and people came out and they're like, yeah, we went in and saved them. Then we had the fire out west. Right. And the firemen were going in there and they're like, man, these creatures were half burnt and the government officials, armies were coming in there, taking them away. So mm -hmm. I don't know.
and 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 here's the thing about giants is people are like oh no giants can't giants never existed well let's step back in history and we start looking at you know giant sloth you know giant anaconda titan boa you know the megalodon we look at these larger much larger species so why couldn't there have been some sort of homo sapien or, or or you know ape will even say ape if you want to say bigfoot or something like that and I, i'm not saying i'm in buying that camp but i'm saying that we were in an area an era where there were much larger creatures and you know and oh what humans all stayed the same size mm, i don't know that's a bit of a, a stretch now giant giant janism however you say it look at andre the giant right i mean it says every out of every three million people there's one person that's born with it so to me, the human revolution, right, is born with that gene. That gene came from somewhere. So every mm-hmm. once in a while, it hiccups, in my opinion, and slips out. That's where we get it from. Yeah. How and where, I don't understand it. But yes, I, I do. Absolutely. And there so again, does, that, uh, go ahead, Chris. And there again, not all giants are bad. I mean, a lot of it is like how you were brought up or how you were brought into this world. If you're brought in with a loving environment, then you're going to be born with more of a loving spirit or conscience. And you, so you can be seven foot tall or even higher. doesn't mean you're going to be a giant, although people may fear you as that at first and they may run from you. But they're going to, if they were to know you better or see you in action, they may find out that, okay, one of us, not so bad. Because mm-hmm. tall doesn't mean, doesn't, doesn't mean anchor. Hey, Christopher, right. let, me, let me tell you this. I love you to death. But if you're a lion, I'm not going to tell Rye to hold my beer. I'm going to go over and ride you or pet you. Okay, I know what lions do. I'm not going to test the water. So I, I, I agree with you. I'm not saying everything's evil or bad. I may I, I may squirt you a little bit with holy water to test it out. Make sure you don't scream or holler. But <laughs> and, and, and what's something like that also is, you know, like – just look at family dynamics. You can have like a bad family dynamic, but the child will rebel and, you know, turn out much better because they're like, I don't want to be like that. So there's also <laughs> that side of the coin as well. Like, And I agree with you. I agree with you, Chris, that, you know, being brought up in a loving uh, family is also great. But sometimes being brought up in a horrible family makes you go the other way and, you know, makes right. you great as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've I seen the Green Mile. I remember that movie. Dental <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giants. Absolutely. Good movie. Yeah. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you know, and he, I understand what he's coming from, and, and I do believe that concept, right? And I tell you, being in law enforcement, it was never the big ones I was worried about. It was always the small ones. Really? Yeah. Hell yes. They're crazier. Because they yes. have something to prove. Yes, they uh-huh. did. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, I want to do a, a Mandela effect one show sometime, and I de- I want Philip to come on definitely because I know me and him share a passion for Mandela effect. And we've had some really weird things happen. If you guys want to come on for that too, let me know. But that I'd would- love to. Yeah, there's a fantastic movie that actually that Mandela effect movie. Um, it was on Amazon Prime, and and do I have a synchronicity with that though? That that movie was phenomenal and terrifying, actually. Um, I'll I'll actually go into it quickly. There, you know, I said we were talking about dreams and craziness. Well, I had a dream where the world shut down, Uh, it was so real that everything, like, first of all, all the power within the house went off, and then. It sounded like a big, huge, you know, like a shutdown sound, like, Mm -hmm. 
everything outside went black and it was about midday and everything went black and and this dream was only maybe 30 seconds a minute long and i woke up terrified about a week and a half later i'm watching uh the mandela effect movie and pretty much the same thing it is like a quantum computer kind of thing and it shuts down the world as well and it was almost identical and i I almost had a panic attack watching this i was just like oh my god this is exactly what i saw in my dream and so i questioned i'm like well was i awake for a shutdown i don't know well what's real interesting well not interesting what's sad you used to be able i can't remember where you used to go forgive me but you used to go out there and validate a website right and every time they make a correction you can go back and see all the changes Mm-hmm. And now you cannot do that. So they are they are mm-hmm. going back to where you can't validate anybody's changes, whether it's a website, mm-hmm. uh, newspaper articles and whatnot. And because I did a uh, I researched something, I think, eight or nine years ago on an incident on the Appalachian Trail. And uh, and I think before I moved, for some reason, I printed it out and I couldn't find it. And I went back and Googled it. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's not how it was phrased. And yeah. I found the article and it, they changed the verbiage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And uh, yeah. And so I would start talking to people. They're like, we, they were finding the same things that the verbiage was changed on different articles. It was, so they're, are they rewriting history? Yes, they are. Have, have, you, ever used the, have you ever used the Wayback Machine? I, I think that's one of them. I think okay. they're altering that that's that's scary that is scary i know my co-host tom he's been talking about that how he said that they're racing uh the internet to a lot of stuff yes yes so i think that's one of them that uh we were talking about i have to go back and look now i think that's one of them and it's always a little bit at a time so that you either don't notice or you think that you're remembering wrong or it just messes with you It's, Mm -hmm. it's weird it's really odd yeah, it um, really is. And Very it strange. Be, and it could be they're doing this because they want us to know things their way and not so much the way it truly is in some cases. Right. Maybe something else took over. And they're like, all right, well, let's slowly give it to them so they don't freak out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you guys very much for coming on the show. This is really nice. I really appreciate yeah. it. How does everybody get a hold of everybody and find you? Well, why don't we start with uh, start with Kathy up in the corner there, and we'll do uh, Hollywood Square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or the Brady Bunch. Um, Facebook <clears throat> under Kathy Tierney Cogliano. I don't have a website. I got to get my button gear and get that going. Um, and um, email is adorned by Kathy um, at gmail.com. So it's A D O R N E D B Y. Kathy at gmail.com. And this is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you guys. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Christopher. Yes, I can be found on Facebook at Christopher Harmon Crappie King and Other World Photography, my photography page, and MUFON.Chris at Yahoo.com. Awesome. Right. I can be found on uh, Facebook, Rivoss, or, you know, our podcast, the Lost Frequency podcast, can be found on all streaming sites and then also on YouTube as well, the Lost Frequency Podcast. Um, yeah. And if you have, oh, if you have any stories and you <laughs> want to email us, you want to be a guest on our show, just email me, email me at the Lost Frequency Podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mr. Philip. 
Uh, before I just say where you can follow me, I want to say this. Thank you for having me on the show. It's great. And what I've learned tonight from this show and to the listener out there as well, if the government doesn't tell you that giants once existed and aliens are real and UFOs that may be seen in the sky are real, and Area 51 was a place of imagination, but yet they identified it in the last couple of years to be true. And if all the chemtrails that are going up in the sky are not real, it's an hallucination that you see and think what it is, then what is the truth? The truth is, in my perception of belief, as I walk this earth, you believe in what you experience, whether you believe in Bigfoot or Giants, because the news is not going to tell you the truth. And your for one year of government will never come forward and be clean around any country and any nation. You can find me at Philip Syracuse or P-S-I-R-A-C-U-S-A number four at yahoo.com. You can always email me for further questions. Thank you for having me on. And from Thank coast you. to coast and around the world, everybody, good night. We'll catch you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.